It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Welcome on in. Happy Thursday to you. You're going to got a fun show here today. Once again, I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by Painter Sharpless and Michael Pappas, both of ESPN 106.7. Painter, how are you, friend? I am well, thank you. Michael Pappas, how are you? I'm great. Living the dream. Sweet, sweet. So Auburn, Auburn got a, uh, a recruit yesterday, a four-star guy, 2021 class. Painter, you got my, uh, the print out of that, right? Tell us about it. Class of 2021 four-star in-state athlete Brandon Perry committed to the Tigers Wednesday evening. He plays at Bullock County High in Union Springs, 5'10", 180-pound junior, considered the 16th best athlete, 187th best overall player, and 6th best prospect from Alabama in the 2021 recruiting class. That according to 24-7 Sports and their composite ranking. Yeah, so that's uh, that's Auburn's third guy for the 2021 class. Um, they've got uh, Armani Goodwin, which is a running back from Hewitt Trustful, and then the best name, the best quarterback <laughs> name ever. Give it to us, Painter. Aaron McLaughlin. McLaughlin, the quarterback. Is that not the best quarterback name you've ever heard, Michael? I want to say no, but I'm not sure. I name can one, think better. Of a better yeah, one. Like name yeah. one better. Yeah, name one better. Definitely played lacrosse with you in high school. I know that. Yeah, Painter Sharpless. That's right. I played shortstop. <laughs> That's a good point. I played shortstop, baby. There are some great there names in the professional lacrosse league. That's a Do people watch that? that? I, uh, I think so. I All mean, right. lacrosse people. I watch it. Do I enjoy really? it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, Auburn's recruiting right now is There's a goalie the, named Blaze. Real given there's name. There's no way that's his real name. Blaze Reardon. I know like Blaze Taylor was uh Trooper Taylor's kid, you know. Nice guy and a really good football player. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Auburn's, Auburn's recruiting right now is, is the best that I can ever remember it being. I mean, with, with the yeah. streak that they have right now, and as far as the class that they are putting together in the 2020 class, I mean, it's going to be one of the best ones that I can remember ever signing at Auburn. What do you think is going on? I mean, do you think people are just finally buying into Malzahn? Do you think it's the staff? Do you think it's just a coincidence? I mean... What do you guys think? The, what, what's happening to Auburn recruiting right now? Because it's looking good. I don't think it's a coincidence, and I don't think uh, it's just the start of anyone buying it. I mean, this this coaching staff has recruited well since Gus Malzahn got here. I, I think people forget that at times because they look at Alabama and LSU and, of course, Georgia, especially since Kirby Smart has taken over. But Mark Richt was recruiting well also. Um, I do think some shakeups have helped Auburn. I mean, you look at the addition of uh, Marcus Woodson more than a year ago, and Rodney Gardner has always been a, a good recruiter. But then guys like Cadillac. I mean, that, you think about Tank Bigsby and that commitment recently. That was a big reason why they brought in Carnell Williams, was mm-hmm. to be able to go after elite prospects. And Carnell kind of sells himself sight on scene because of his resume. Um, and I think when you look at coaches like Larry Porter and Marcus Woodson, and, you know, when you look at McGriff coming back from Ole Miss, all of those things tied in have contributed and I think benefited. Carnell being seen as this awesome recruiter at first, I don't know, my first response to it was I was kind of surprised because whenever I think of someone that's really good at something, I just assume that their flaw is they can't teach it. Right. But that doesn't really seem to be the case with Carnell Williams. There's a lot of belief that he's going to be able to develop a lot of these young guys. 
Wait, why do you think that people who are really good at things can't teach them? You, you want to know the honest reason? Yeah. So uh, whenever the Hornets, they were the Bobcats at the time, drafted Kimball Walker, I'm like, okay, Kimball Walker made me fall in love with basketball, so I'm going to go wherever he goes. And so he became a, the Bobcats guy, and of course Michael Jordan's team, the best basketball player of all time, terrible owner. That's my logic. Well, first of all, well, it doesn't have to be whoa. good logic. First of that, all, that's my reasoning. Governor, they don't use that O word anymore in the NBA. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I don't know. I think that's a little bit of a different case there because Michael Jordan's not like in the gym with him teaching him. You how asked to play. why I felt that no, way. No, I, I told you the answer. Yeah, I, I appreciate the honesty. It doesn't have to be valid. That's just kind of where I stand on it. I appreciate the honesty. But there, there's a lot of excitement about what Cadillac's doing. And, I mean, the, the Tank Bigsby thing is kind of the the icing on the cake of, okay, this was a really good hire for Auburn. Right. I mean, they were sitting. So, at the end of May, they picked up a commitment, I think, on May 31st. Since then, they've picked up about a dozen commitments in that time. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, right before that, there was some real concern about where Auburn stood, which was, I think, at about six commitments. And people, you know, the coaching staff reminding people – it's a marathon recruiting is not a sprint, but over the last two months or so, it has felt like Auburn's been sprinting. And so I think they can be more selective over the last few months as they're closing in on on finishing this class early. And then, you know, I, I think more than anything, I don't think it's a coincidence. Like I said, I think this has been a very intentional move. Coach Malzahn has, has made by hiring some of these coaches over the last two years with a real effort to compete with teams like LSU, Alabama, and Georgia, even Florida and recruiting, who has had some decent rosters, even with some of their turnover between Muschamp, McElwain, and, and now Dan Mullen. Uh, I, I think it's been very intentional. I'm still a little surprised at just how effective they've managed to be, considering all the noise around Malzahn since yeah. basically the end of last season. Right, and, and kind of staying on the topic of running back recruiting, I mean, before Tank Bigsby, I, I think you could argue – the two biggest gets outside of carry on the two biggest gets recently have been Asa Martin and rock Thomas mm-hmm. and neither of them even finished their career at Auburn. And I would say, I mean, what about, are you, are you talking about just it? Just running like the back. skill position. Okay. I was going to say, cause like, cause there's back. other examples like Calvin Ashley, who's just transferred again recently, Byron Cowart's the one that, yeah, but I mean, specifically running back though. I mean, do you think once again, is that a coincidence? I don't want to put blame on Tim Horton cause I think he was a good coach, but I mean, I, I would what say they still had success at the running back position. It is interesting that the guys who have been some of the most highly touted at the position didn't work out. Yeah. But I mean, and had, I was so high on both of those guys. Well, Rock Thomas, I remember oh, they, watching his film in high school, and it was, it was incredible. I mean, they, yeah. they tried as hard as they could to have Rock Thomas work out. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's one of the few guys that you can say they really tried to play as a freshman. Well, right? I, think I, mean, I mean, he's he, you know he's he in just, the NFL. He like, had a bad case of the dropsies. Yeah, I mean, and every time somebody says Rock Thomas now, I think of. The opening offensive play for Auburn in the Iron yes. Bowl, the 2014 and Iron he fumbled. Bowl, and he fumbled, and he just was it at a it screen pass, and he just it was like did a swing, and it was technically a lateral, mm-hmm. and he just looked at it on the ground, it's like, "What are you doing, man?" That so, was weird, and the fact that they still put up that many points, and I mean, uh, that was that and was a crazy game. Zach, to your credit, I mean, we we don't know yet if Cadillac can teach the running back position. I mean, all we know now is that he's been able to recruit it pretty well. Yeah, I guess that's true. So. Uh, uh, all indications are that he's been been able to relate to these guys, and and hopefully some of what he was able to do on the field, can, he can teach to the players. Right. And he's talked about some of the guys on the roster right now, and uh, Booby Whitlow specifically is that he 
he doesn't know you know how to play the running back position yet. So I, I really think the the ceiling for for the running backs under Carryon Johnson is sky high, or not Carryon under uh, Cadillac Williams is sky high. Support for today's show comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below the yes. belt grooming. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank and Men's Journal, named for their lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Locked On at Manscapes.com. That is Locked On at Manscapes.com. I want one of those things so bad. You should get one at Manscapes.com with promo code Locked On. You are a hairy guy. All right. All right. I love it. I mean, that's the point of the thing. No, so, yeah, like, is no, it weird? You guys are acting like it's weird. I brought up the thing that the product is used for. I'm, excuse me. I'll turn my microphone off. No, no, do not. You're exactly right. So, yeah, once again, thanks for uh, support from, from Manscaped. The mental imaging I get, show. rough. I, maybe not what we all wanted. <laughs> Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. I want to give a shout-out to our friends at Fetch Me. They are run by an alum of Auburn and have the greatest variety of restaurants to order and get your meal delivered in Auburn and Opelika. If you are looking to have your family meal delivered in less than 40 minutes, you need to go to Fetch Me. Fetch Me has a great selection of anything you want, including meals from your favorite restaurants, groceries, and coffee. I have to say Fetch Me also has the friendliest and fastest service in town. Fetch Me does that because their mission to change the delivery experience by ensuring each order is delicious, accurate, timely, and most of all, you have a great experience. Fetch Me is the best in the business. Go check out Fetch Me at FetchMeDelivery.com and use promo code FetchMe20 to get your first delivery free. That's FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. But it is what it is, right, Painter? It is what it is, baby. All right, I got very a, legal, uh, very cool. I want to talk about the Harvey Updike story, but first let's answer some questions that we were not able to get to um, yesterday. This is from The Gloat, uh, also known as Colonel Steve Colonel on Steve. Twitter. Colonel um, Steve recently followed me on Twitter, and I've never felt better about myself, so shout out Colonel Steve. The Gloat. Yeah, The Gloat. He asked, do you think TD and Big Cat will start at the buck and co-start at defensive tackle? Or will the speed rushers roll in on passing downs or somewhere in between? So I, I think whoever starts on the defensive front, it doesn't matter because they're going to be so much rotating. But to answer the question, I don't think Nick Coe starts a defensive tackle. I, I think you, they move him inside. And I think they're going to be very strategic with where they put Nick Coe on certain downs because I think they want to kind of kind of generate as many different mismatches. I think they want to make the guards and tackles think about as many different things as possible. So I, I think they're going to be very strategic as far as moving Nick Coe around, as far as, you know, is he on the inside shoulder of the guard? Is he on the outside shoulder of the guard? Is he on the inside shoulder of the tackle? Is he head up the tackle? Could stun either way. I mean, I, I think they're, they're going to do a lot of manipulation with that. I see T.D. Moultrie being a guy that plays a lot on third downs. Mm-hmm. I think he's a situation. And, and I think Big Cat gets more consistent reps throughout series is how I perceive uh, their use will be this year. Uh, this year without a, a super defined, you know, go to speed rusher um, uh, right now, I think we're going to see a lot more of these uh, defensive linemen that that aren't specializing. 
Um, I don't, I don't anticipate there being a uh, a guy who, you know, I, I feel like Jeff Holland played mostly on third downs, it's third and long specifically. Um, he may have played more than that. I could be completely wrong. I but think he played more than that. I that's definitely where he he, made he excelled. Yeah, and right. That's why he's in the NFL. But I just don't think, at least right now, they've got that guy on the team that they're kind of like your speed rusher. Go out there and get a sack for us on third and long. And so I think, yeah, uh, Painter, I don't disagree with what you're saying either. I think there's going to be much more of a rotation, and I think. I just think there's none of these guys are specialized enough to be that go-to pass rusher, which is not an issue. It's yeah. If one of them takes a big snap and becomes that guy, a question for both of you. I mean, if one of them is to take the step between Big Cat and TD as becoming that guy, the Jeff Holland type pass rusher, who is it? I think that's tough. I think Big Cat has more opportunities. I think he's on the field a little more, but I think if TD does make a name for himself, it might be because you remember him making some big sacks on obvious passing downs. But I would lean towards Big Cat because I think he'll have uh, more use. I also think last year when Big Cat was in, and I'm pulling this from Justin Ferguson, but his efficiency last year when he was on the field was really high. So for me, I, I think it's Big Cat. I totally agree. Yeah, I agree too. All right. This, uh, this question is from uh, Quentin Lowry. It's actually one of my fraternity brothers. Should I be mad about the new logo? I mean, I'm not exactly happy with it, and I think it's a bad change for Auburn, but I've kind of list, uh, kind of add that to the list of seeing some things um, that he disapproves of at Auburn. So. This is something that is starting to bug me. Uh, it's not a big deal. It's also not a new logo. We would like to clarify here. I think Auburn probably could have handled it better the way they rolled it out. And then I think getting into a semantics thing with uh, with media members about it being a new logo. Like yeah, Michael, that was bizarre. Like Michael's correct and they're kind of correct, but it made them look petty. Um, and they spent a lot of time and money on this. I, I actually I know a lot of people are saying, hey, you should have just rolled it out and not told anyone. I think it's good to be transparent, even about something as small as this. Um I think people are enjoying being upset about it. Uh, apparently, I'm one of the few people that think it looks better because it emboldens the A, mm -hmm. which is part of the reason they made this move. I was never particularly crazy, and this is just my opinion. It just, oh, you're crazy. It doesn't matter, but I thought the U looked chubby and fat the way the old one was, and they've tightened that up a little bit. Even if you disagree 100%, I'm here to tell you it does not matter. You will get used to it, yeah. and we will move on. Also, they've done this with the idea that it will look better on television, on graphics, on digital designs. So it is strategic in that it's partially a perception thing, but it should also look better when they put it out on different you know, platforms. Yeah, my thing about the logo, I truly could not care less what the like official school logo is. Yeah. However, um, if they're going to make a change like this, have some confidence. Come yeah. out and say, right, "This is what we're doing. We're changing yeah. the logo. This is what's happening." Don't don't be like, "What it is not a new logo. What it is a new visual identity system. Like it's a logo. It's like stop it. Yeah, we're going to laugh at you if you say stuff. Yeah, like that. be like, right. we made the U the same size as the A. We think it looks better. And, yeah, Bang. I agree. And like, I think their defense of it was odd. I think if you're going to yeah. do it, you're going to spend yeah. the time and resources. Just own it. And when push back for two weeks, and we'll all move on. Yeah, so two things. So I really don't want to spend a lot of time on the logo. Do you have anything else to say? I was just going to say, and qu quite honestly, if they would have come out and said, we're trying to make money, so we're changing the logo so all of you will buy new gear, I would have been like, I respect it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just be confident with whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So two things. Q, no, do not be mad about it because it doesn't matter. And two, I can't wait for the story to break. Somebody figure out how much money went into this decision. Yeah. It's gonna, that, that'll be fun. 
That'll be fun. Austin asks, out of all the fullbacks and tight ends, who has the most total yards receiving or rushing for Auburn in 2019? So of all the fullbacks and tight ends, who has the most yardage total? I mean, after yesterday, I feel like you got to say J.J. Wilson. J.J. Wilson coming out of nowhere, man. Hasn't dropped a pass all of fall camp until yesterday. Wow. Okay. I, I think wonder I how many he's somewhere. getting. Wonder how many he's getting though. You know what I, I mean? I assume that I think Booby Whitlow said that. Uh, might have been. Cam, oh, so it's true. It might have been Cam yeah. Martin, uh, one of the guys from yesterday. And do you think Sal Canella counts in this? He doesn't. I think. I think, think a receiver. Now? The way that, yeah, the I way forgot he was him. on the team. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, like I think you're right, Zach. Just he's he's not really a. I think that's how it started when they recruited him, but that's not how they've used him. Yeah, I mean, I think they brought in J.J. Wilson to play. I don't think he would have made this move if he didn't think he was going to play. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, John Samuel Shanker. Uh, I, I think they find ways to kind of get him the ball. I think he plays a little bit more than he has in years past with Chandler Cox leaving. And I so, could see but, them using him a lot in uh, short down situations and red zone. Down inside the five, little change of pace. I know that the uh, the inside the five play is just a handoff off the middle, but maybe they do run a play fake. Who what do knows? you think? Yeah. What do you think, Painter? Um, I think it's most likely to bet on Shanker. He may not have the greatest upside, but the, we saw occasions where they used him last year, and I just don't know how you can make a, a bold prediction about J.J. Wilson or any of the young tight ends that have come in, even if it is very much their intention to use those young tight ends and J.J. Wilson in ways other than blocking, which we haven't seen recently, like maybe more of the C.J. Uzoma route mm-hmm. that they've done in the past. I, I don't know if you can bet on that because we haven't seen it. So I think Shanker is a great choice, Zach, because we've actually seen him get some use Um and, and I, for what it's worth, don't expect Auburn to have a player at that position that racks up a ton of yards. But if they've got another weapon there, then that's excellent. Colonel Steveson, another question a few days ago that we didn't get to. Auburn has been playing Clemson, ACC, and some Pac-10s this year and the last few years. Question, which Big Ten and Pac-12 teams would you like to see in Jordan-Hare playing our team? So Big Ten and Big 12 teams that you want Auburn to play. Well, it would always be fun to play Ohio State or Michigan yes. just because of the the brand and how their fan bases would travel. Um, I mean, selfishly, my, my wife is from an Ohio State family, so that would be incredible. That so, would be a lot of fun. And typically, SEC fans like to point out that Ohio State has struggled against SEC teams. Uh, so I think either of those would be fun. It would be interesting to see Michigan State, a team that's you know usually very sound defensively and runs the ball a lot, play against Auburn, um, I'm not sure how well their fans would travel, uh, and I have an infatuation with Northwestern, so I, I would still say... Hey, really? So yeah, Painter's going to go with like half the Big Ten. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was pretty clear that I, I said Wait, Ohio State and wh- Michigan. What, what's the what's the Northwestern thing? I didn't know about this. I've always... Oh, yeah. I well, one, I, you know, even though Pat Fitzgerald said some weird stuff about cell phones that's just patently not true, um, they are <laughs> not the downfall of all of society, even uh-huh. if we are learning to adjust with them and, and understand their pros and cons. Let's have a bigger picture of, of the fact that games are overpriced, it's hot, and you can drink your own beer and watch the games on television, Pat Fitzgerald. Uh do like the go off. King. He was a young coach that played there, so I like the tie. Right. It's always cool when a coach comes back to his alma mater, and a school that really hasn't had a ton of football success 
at least they've been relevant some under them. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the color of purple. So there's a number of random reasons that aren't good reasons that I, I'm a fringe hey. Northwestern Wildcat fan. Cool. They're I still also think that it wouldn't be as exciting as Ohio State or Michigan coming because their fan base wouldn't care that much. It's a pretty small school. And Auburn would probably kill them. More than likely, although the last time they played, it was one of the best football games I've ever watched. That, that's a good point. Auburn won that game like six different times. Three yeah. times for sure. Right. <laughs> what about uh, you? I am going to say Michigan. I'll agree with you, Painter, on Michigan. Um, I, I don't like Ohio State fans. I've been to a game in the, the shoe. That the, might make it more fun, though. House. You dissing my wife, man? I no. I mean, do, you, like, do people love I LSU think... fans? But like, it's fun to have LSU fans around. That's a good point. I guess. And uh, Oregon and you, fans and you are don't the have same to hate way. on my wife. You know I'm I mean? not hating on your wife. Your wife I think is hating a, on your a wife. wonderful person. She lets no. you into her home. You ate dinner at our dinner table, and now mm -hmm. this. and now you're you said you hate my wife. That's messed up, man. I don't think that's All what right, happened. What else? Um, I think it'll be really fun when Penn State comes in a Agreed. couple of years for sure. Yeah, that is I weird that I left awesome. them off. That is a really good point. That's mm -hmm. and that's one that we'll actually get. Yeah, it's and like then. Reality. <laughs> For the Big 12, I got to go OU. I think that would be so fun to get OU to come to Jordan-Hare. That would be such an exciting game. I, mean, I just want Mike Gundy quotes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. But I don't think it, it, Oklahoma's the choice here. You're right about that. I would like Texas as well. Yeah. I, much I like, feel like Texas would find a way to win, though. Texas is, is just because you're from Texas. You, no, love, you Texas. love Texas. Like, so much. Mike's, he got real snooty when someone brought up the Dallas-Fort Worth area earlier. Yeah. I didn't even yep. understand what you were contradicting. I yeah. wasn't. If you're listening to this, anything. please, and you are going to the Auburn Oregon game in Texas, please tweet Michael what your plans are so he can just like say that they're all wrong. And I know please, we have please some, some listeners from all over. Happened. We have some listeners from all over the place. So if you're from Texas and you're as passionate about Texas, I know that's going to be difficult as Michael is. Tweet at him and say you support him. I just all that happened was someone said that his. The, where he was going to stay was in the DFW area, and I wanted to know where in the area. No, you were like, the, no, it's the way you said it. If you would have just asked where in the area are you staying, that would have been fine. You were like, DFW, huh? DFW? You're not from around DFW? here, are you? Well, he didn't say the guy was from Dallas or from Fort Worth. He said he's from the DFW area. I like area. that That's you're digging your heels in right <laughs> That's not now. how people usually speak. So Texas is going to come to Auburn and win. You'd like to see Oklahoma. I'd Texas like to see Mike Gundy's haircut. Texas just finds a way to like win really frustrating games in frustrating fashion. Uh, the Locked On NFL podcast is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows in all of podcasts with expert analysis from former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, I want to talk about someone that no one likes, and I'm really excited about it because it's kind of a wild, the, the story just keeps lengthening. So obviously Harvey Updike, the dude that poisoned Auburn's trees, um, the Lee County District Attorney, uh, Brandon Hughes, he, he's a friend of mine, he comes on the show a lot. 
Um, he reports that uh, Updike has paid less than $5,000 toward his nearly $800,000 of restitution bills and frequently misses his monthly payments. Earlier this week, officials found Updike in Louisiana and served him with a court order. So he's got to come to court in Lee County on October 30th. But yeah, the, the guy like disappeared and wasn't making payments. And they found him in Louisiana, which is a guy that I can't imagine likes LSU a whole lot. So that's kind of funny. But here's a, here's a quote from, um, from Hughes. We've been keeping an eye on his payments, more specifically his non-payment. And he's made exactly two payments for a total of $200 in the past year. Because of that, we've been looking for him for close to a year and we finally found him. And uh, yeah, so he's got to pay $796,000. And so he's $200 into it. So they, they knew they were never going to get $800,000 from this guy. Sure. He's poor. He doesn't have much to cling on to, which is part of the reason why Alabama football is disproportionately um, important to him. That's why we're in the situation. You're I, right. I, I think it's important to note, though, that I think part of the reason they're making a big deal out of something they know they will never get is to probably discourage people who are fanatics from taking yeah. steps like this. And a lot of Auburn fans will forever be upset about this. And I think most Alabama fans, or at least the rational Alabama fans, of which there are many, yeah. would say this is just preposterous. And so I, I, I feel no guilt for or I feel no sorrow for him. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to put into context that, like, the guy clearly doesn't have a lot going. He clearly doesn't, I would imagine, live a particularly enjoyable life. He doesn't come across as a very happy person. So right. keep in mind that, like, I think this is as much a PR thing to discourage events like this from happening in the future. Um, I feel bad for the guy in that he probably has never had a whole lot, but I don't feel bad that he still made this decision and now he has to live up to it. Right. Yeah. Actions have consequences for sure. And so, I mean, like, like the guy who, you know, the LSU guy that, that caught the tree on fire, you know, after the LSU game a few years ago, I mean, it's, it's just kind of amazing that we went so long with nothing happening to these trees. And now, you know. It's a popular thing, right? Yeah. You know you're going to get on the news if you do it. And and it's not really all that important. Wasn't that guy like a TA, like a a, 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 a German TA or maybe right. from Europe? I don't know if he really had any connection to any SEC school. I think he just might have been wasted and thought that was a good idea and found out that that not only was not a good idea, it was seen as very disrespectful and also dangerous. Very for, dangerous. Catching something on fire is not a good thing. So it's, you know, I, I'm kind of torn with... Uh, the girl who like grabbed that guy or whatever and like yelled at him and then everyone like thanked and heaped praise on or whatnot. I know her. She's not very nice. Which are you? Is she involved with the, the guy, the second guy we're referencing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the guy sure like, he didn't get away. on fire and like tried to run and she like grabbed him and was like, dude, like, what is wrong with you? And like stopped him and yelled at him. And then the cops got him. Yeah. Did she have to like cling on to him and like? No, I'm pretty sure she just like grabbed him by the arm. Again, is she super strong, there. or was no. he just like, okay, I should probably stop because I Dude, just I caught know. something on fire? We'll have to look up the video, but she like was honored at the stadium and like got like a medal from the university. Right, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. She goes. She's at med school now. I think at UAB. So she's not very nice. She's not very nice. What's your least favorite thing about her? Uh, that she's not very nice. Okay. I like people that are nice. Where can people find you and hear you, bud? Uh, they can find me. On Twitter at Couch Potato and tune in to After the Game live on ESPN 106.7 live from Skybar. I'm at Paint Sharpless. Listen to Justin Ferguson and me on ESPN 106.7 from 11 to 1 or the podcast Auburn Football right around the corner. We'd love to have your ears for the Locked on Auburn podcast and the lunch break. 
And I'm Zach Blackerby on Twitter at ZBlackerby, and the podcast is on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. We will see you tomorrow. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.